next on Inside Champ Car, catching up with the boss. Welcome to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Belansky. Bill Strong is here, and Bill, in this particular case, you're not the boss. No. That would be... Is he balding? Oh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> it's his background. <laughs> I say, if he is, I'm not talking about it. All I saw was forehead. Wow. Just kidding. Just kidding. How you doing, Dana? Oh, I was doing great. Good to talk to you again, Brian. It's good to talk to you. Should we just, I, I've got a way to turn him off. Did you know that, Dana? Wait, you can sell that. I, I can. Oh, I can, yeah, big time. I can put that People in a bottle. bank for that. Yeah, I, I know there's a, a lady in, in Lovingston, Virginia, who might pay me for that. There's a lady down the hall from him in Virginia who'd pay money that, for that. That's what I'm saying. The same lady, yeah. Oh. It, it's the same lady we're talking about. Yeah, please, make it the same lady. I don't need multiple ladies. <laughs> uh, anyway. Barely handle one. <clears throat> uh, so, well, Brian, so you guys, um, that, we'll leave Dana alone for a second. But, Brian, okay. this, this past uh, weekend you were up at Thunder Hill. What do you think? I love Thunder Hill. It's a great little track because oh. I know Dana likes that too. Dana's put on a couple of races there. Yeah, been a couple times. So we raced on three different configurations in three days. So we raced on two, the first two days on the three mile course, one with the bypass and one without. And then on the last day, we raced the whole five mile racetrack. Oh, with the West part too. Yep, with the West part too. And uh, it was, and in, in the middle of all of that, we had. Uh, the craziest hailstorm I've ever seen and been a part really? of. Yeah. Um, I, I won't. Yeah. Uh, you, you could go to our stream and find it. <laughs> oh, how much? How many inches? Uh, well, we had to use the brushes to get the, the track oh. clean. Wow. Um, we had to, they had to blow the, the hail off the track to get back to racing. So uh, good time, though. Other than that, Beautiful place oh, green. Gorgeous. You got gorgeous. you went up there. It was green. I think we went there one time and it was green. We went there another time and it was brown. Yep. Well, it was very green. Yeah. Very very green. So yeah, my and, family lives just a few miles from there, so it's always great to go race there when cool. when we went. And hopefully and, one day we'll go back there. And you guys were in Hallett, right? Not yet. We go to Hallett in two weeks. Oh, I thought that was this past. Yeah, week. I screwed up my calendar. I do have no clue where I'm at. This past weekend, I was with my daughter graduating college. Cool. Next weekend, we get to go move her out to uh, her new school for grad school, and um, so that's always fun. And cool. then uh, then I leave for Hallett. Um, Jimmy will head out about the same time I do. We should arrive on Thursday, start setting up Flagtronics, and uh, the rest of the crew show up midday, and um, they'll uh, we'll get ready for a big race at Hallett. We've got a bunch of cars going to that one. Nice. Nice. And, um, yeah, so, oh, Hey, we have a guest. We, we do. have uh, yes. Rick Sanchez. <laughs> Those of you who get obscure humor. Uh, I, I, I was like, who's this guy trying to jump on my Zoom call? Uh, so, oh, is that why it took so yeah. long for you to let me in? I didn't even think about that. No, I, I, I kind of figured it out quickly. Um, uh, so. Elliot says hi. What, what, what took so long was that Bill said that it was just going to be Bill and me tonight. So I had the whole thing set up for two people. Yeah, and uh, the last minute he spr he sprung you on me, but that's okay. Well, well I said, hey, Dave, you know, so we were talking about some some board stuff and some some things we have to do for a board meeting coming up, and 
And I thought it'd be nice since we don't have a guest. Hey, Dana, would you like to join? Thinking he'd say no. And he's like, boom. There he is. Well, the time it worked out really good because we had our monthly um, video conference call with the board meeting and it went remarkably quick. Oftentimes that meeting runs well over an hour, sometime into two. And we just didn't have that much stuff on the agenda because the board has been working really hard and cranking through a lot of the stuff in previous weeks. So we were done quickly. So, Bill, when you said, you know, the invitation was out there, I was right. like, well, yeah, actually, it's perfect timing. So, <laughs> so even while you're working, moving, you got guys climbing behind you. They're kind of stuck. Yeah, that, that's a history photo. Let's see what side. that That's me. And that is the rigging for the mast for the Coast Guard Cutter Eagle up in uh-huh. Portland, Maine. And that was my counterpart, Master Chief. And that guy was the commanding officer of the sector. And we were doing this thing they call up and over, where every time the new cadets come onto the boat, they go up one side of the mast and down the other. And we got invited to go up and over with them because they were in our port. So good times. Yeah, Air Force, we would just play golf. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, unlike you, Bill, Dana worked when he was in the military. Well, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you both for your service. Um, he, he served. I just drank a lot. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'll let you disparage the Air Force. You don't need my help with that. So, so what were the highlights out of this board meeting, Dana? Um, a lot of this was preparation for the actual physical in-person board meeting. Um, they've been running through all the submitted petitions um, in the last couple of weeks. We've been meeting almost once a week. You go through, do all the research on that. People put their heads together on how they're going to vote. And then final planning, Bill and I were talking offline. We've got to get the uh, format for the PowerPoint presentation. Bill has to get all his little pictures involved and stuff and, you know, put together the packaging. We'll have to get Polly involved to, you know, get all the, the IT stuff together. But it was just basically final planning and whatnot for that. So, but that'll be the big meeting coming up. We're going to do it live at Carolina Motorsports Park. The board members will come down there. We'll do it from their uh, video conference room. And uh, we'll put that meeting out live. And hopefully the membership will have the opportunity to, to tune in and watch it, you know, um, it'll be out there. So if you guys are interested in tuning in, Bill will push out the information on the link where you can watch it and you can feed live questions to Bill that he can pose to the board for you. So be a chance to interact with the members, you know, to interact directly with the board of directors as a group. So I, I find that in order to get members to show up for a board meeting, there has to be something really controversial on the agenda. So what's on the agenda that will get me to show up? We're going to do, start doing the NASCAR thing. We're going to start fights. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime you get, you know, what have we got? I think we have a total like 28,000 unique email addresses in our database. Yeah. yeah. Probably, you know, 10 to 12 of them are regular active runners with us. You could throw just about any topic you want <laughs> in motorsports and it will be controversial with somebody. So sure. Pick a topic that's near and dear to your heart, and I promise you it'll be controversial in general. Nice, nice. Remember last year the big deal that everyone was up in arms about was going to uh, 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 battery-powered air guns. <laughs> everyone was, was all upset about that. Well, <laughs> I think every year it's tires. I, I think, you know, since we're sitting here talking, let me bring up something controversial. Somebody's just releasing a new tire here soon. Don't know what it what you know, tread where it's going to be, or UTGG, or whatever they call it, UT, UTOG, well, I don't know. We don't know what tread where it's going to be. Rumor is it's going to be less than 200 or less than 180, but it's supposed to be a few seconds faster than the fastest tires out there. Well, 
not unexpected because if you were a major tire manufacturer, would you put a lot of R and D and development into producing a tire that was slower than your competitors' tires? You know, so you know, no real news here. Um, and then, of course, to throw a giant rock in the pond, let's not forget that a giant tire manufacturing plant in, I think it was Korea, burned to the ground recently. So Who's was that? Back, I think it was Hankook. It's where the RS4s, I think, come out of. I could be wrong about the tire and the brand, but I'm almost sure that it's Hankook and the RS4s that like, like cut their production worldwide by like half. Every champ car team that runs Hankooks just went, <gasps> Yeah, they just exactly. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only tires that are available will be the uh, the three thirty five eighteens or something like that. Twenty. Well, what's on the bright side? You can contact Hankook and get a set of tires that's been heat cycled. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait, wait! I have a button for that. Do you? Is... No, that's on the other board. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think I can get to mine fast enough. Oh, I I didn't realize this was going to be stand up comedy hour, Bill. We got to yeah, get, well, you know, I told you, Dana's pretty funny. I mean, looking, he is the guy who came on with the screen, screen <laughs> name Rick Sanchez. So, um, so we're, we're now, what is it? May 9th. So what is this? Two thirds of the way through your season? Are you, you should be coming close to halfway, right? Yeah. Well, literally next month, we'll at the end of next month, although the end of next month will be halfway and we still have what? One, two. A lot. Four four yeah. races at least between, you know, I guess it depends upon how you count Sebring at the end of June, the end of July, or first part of July. But yeah, you know, we've we've got all over a handful, at least or at least a handful of races just between now and then, and that's only the halfway point. So yeah, we we run a lot of events. What's been your highlight so far of twenty twenty three? Bill? Um yeah. Bill or me. Um, I don't no. care about Bill. I talk to him every day. <laughs> uh, just off the top of my head, I, I, was, I thought I was the highlight. No, I'm the highlight. I'm the guest. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, Daytona. We yeah. set a new record for total car count at Daytona, and you'd think I'd know this stat right off the top of my head, but it was 137. 131, 132. Wow. Yes, that was it, because the old one was 127. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like 131 or 132, and you think I'd know that number off the top of my head, but that is a new record for total car count taking a taking the green flag at a champ car event. That's pretty awesome. Oh. And what was the feedback from the 120 some drivers who were there? I didn't hear one bad thing said. If we could get seven more dates at Sebring, I think we could make it work. People, I'm sorry, not Sebring, Daytona. People just love that track. They love the town. They love the place. They love what that track is. They just absolutely love it. I I think if you did seven more dates, you might not get 120 at all of them. So I think that's kind of what makes the charm of it that you only go there once yeah. a year. The only the only thing that makes it I wouldn't even say challenging, but it's probably the the only thing that that takes a little bit of workmanship is getting all those teams together on pit lane. Right. And and I hit such a number this year that um, we offer. Uh, free entries and, and discounted entries to certain teams that qualify. And one of them is military veterans teams, teams that that put uh, deserving veterans, what you would call adrenaline therapy. Um, they put military members, first responders and whatnot in the cars and they run as a not-for-profit. We give those guys free entry into our races. And we had so many people that I basically had to tell those guys, listen, the only way I can get you in the race is if you agree to pit out of your garage area over in the paddock. It was just the only way I could fit the extra cars in. Wow. So, but 
everybody everybody worked together. You'd think that being jammed three and even four deep in a single pit stall would just be a, a deal breaker, but man, at the end of the day, people tell me they make friends, they meet new people, they you know they learn new things about Champ Car, and you know people work with it. They just make it work, and they have a great time. Yeah, it would have been challenging to get Marines and Air Force and Navy guys to to all get together and work together in the same pit stall, right? <laughs> you know what? I, I, all seriousness, no, I one, once they hang up their uniforms, sure. they're all just ex-service members, and they all have a blast being together, especially when – what those guys see a lot is you'll get a, a veteran um, who's recently out of the service and, and looking for that, that excitement, sure. that group camaraderie, and they'll get involved. They'll run a race, maybe two with the team, and – 50% of the time, that person circles back and becomes a volunteer on the team to put other veterans in the cars, you know? And That's so, awesome. yeah, yeah. Other than a little bit of sniping, they're <laughs> all just veterans working together on these teams, and they really have a blast doing it. We always we all make fun of the Marine guys, but what's scary is that there's a lot of Marine guys that race. Sure. And they're big. And well, it look like they'll hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> so you snipe a little bit. Yeah, I step back a bit before I snipe. Exactly. You snipe and duck. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, Dana, it was 132 on the dot. We had okay. additional cars. We don't know if they, they showed zero laps. So, so 134 with two no, with no laps. One with minus laps because I think they were way down. Yeah, they, they came in with penalty laps and didn't yeah. burn any. Got so, it. yeah, we only count people who actually took a green flag lap. Because so, sure. we always have one or two people that register and they just can't. Right you know, can't make it. So yeah, or, we only count people who actually took a lap. Got it. Got it. So what's in store? We've got a half a season left. You've got some big races coming. What do you, uh, what do you, what are you excited about for the rest of the season? I am glad you asked because one of the reasons why I was so hot to jump on here when Bill offered up this opportunity was we have hit another milestone in champ car. And I thought this would be a great opportunity to push it out. <clears throat> so Brian, you've been to our races in the past, and you know that, you know, in, in years back, we would manually inspect a driver's safety gear, right? right? You had to bring it to registration or tech or wherever we did it. We would check it once a year, and we would put a sticker on the left side so that when you went to pit out, they could check your sticker and make sure you had the current year sticker on it. Well, at the end of last year, last race, expecting to roll it into this year, we rolled out some online. Yep, there you go. Bill's got a picture of it. Yep, yep. Um, I see it. The, yeah, the, looks the, good. Yeah, the, the champ car decoration. Um, we rolled out an online mechanism for the participation waiver and a corresponding online driver gear check agreement. And that would allow a driver to go in and read the requirements for the driver safety gear, understand what they needed to bring. Basically, a repetition of our rule set, but also a. a verbal agreement that you understood what it was and you agreed to to abide by these uh the, the safety requirements then you could check that off and then you had that you didn't have to take your gear to gear check so it alleviated bringing hundreds of drivers up every race with their gear to get it manually inspected but we still had the process to do the gear check stickers we still put the gear check stickers out there we just gave it to you at registration because we needed the gear check stickers because we anticipated that as we rolled it out, many drivers would not be able to get online and not be able to sign their agreements and whatnot. So we wanted to have the backup plan of still doing manually. Well, it has worked so well that I, the races I've worked since the start of the year, I cannot think of one time where a driver was unable to use his or her online waiver and gear agreement and needed to get their gear manually inspected. 
So I talked this over with Chelsea a couple of days ago and, and I asked her, I said, do you think we're at the point where we can do away with the helmet inspection stickers? And she said, yeah, absolutely. So we decided to try it at a, at a relatively small race, comparatively speaking, and Hallett is coming up in just a couple of weeks. So starting at the upcoming Hallett race, we will do away with the Champ Car 2023 inspection stickers on the helmets and the presence of the driver wristband that we give you at registration will cover everything. It will mean you're a registered driver, a participant in the event, and that your safety gear agreement is done and your online waiver is signed. Um, it will speed up pit out because the people at pit out will only be looking for one thing instead of two, instead of looking for a wristband and a sticker and a safety check, they'll just be looking for the wristband and it'll decrease cost for the club because we don't have to buy rolls and rolls and rolls of expensive stickers and it'll speed up things at registration because the registration people will just be handing out one piece of information, the wristband, instead of handing you wristbands and stickers and everything else. So it's kind of a triple win there for everybody. And since we literally just made this decision and you guys invited me on tonight, I thought it was a perfect opportunity to push that out live. All right. So what happens if somebody cheats? <laughs> so there is no difference now what we're going to than what we're currently doing now. Okay. So and it was important for people to understand this. Way back when we started, we would tell you to bring all your safety gear to tech inspection and we would check all your stuff head to toe and we would put a sticker on your helmet. If you later went back and you took all the stuff you, you showed us and you threw it in your trailer and you pulled completely different stuff out and put it on and climbed into your car in the dark of the night, we have no way of knowing that, right? So fast forward to the gear check agreement and us giving you the sticker. Well, you've signed an agreement online that says you're aware of what the safety equipment requirements are and you agree to participate with them. And we give you a sticker and you put it on your helmet that says, right. I've signed this thing. We're still trusting you to put the correct sticker on the correct helmet. Sure. Right? So now all we're doing is we're saying, I recognize you've signed your agreement by the presence of a wristband instead of a wristband and a sticker. Got it. We're still relying on the drivers to properly bring the correct safety equipment and that's why I've been very clear about the wording here. We have a participation waiver and a gear check agreement. And, and I even get on my staff when they use the term waivers, because there's not waivers, plural. There's a participation waiver and a gear check agreement. And when you read that form, it says you are agreeing to the requirements you understand what they are and you agree to wear the, the safety equipment, you agree to wear the safety equipment properly, you ag agree that your equipment is serviceable and in good order, and it even says, I agree that if Champ Car finds my stuff is in violation of any of this, Champ Car can kick me out of the event. Got it. And my staff still has the authority to spot check. For example, at Ozarks last year, I was watching a team while they were refueling, and for those of you that are paying attention, you can wear an expired helmet when you're fueling and servicing the car during a pit stop, but it still has to be an SA helmet, a special application. It's just that it can be out of date. And I was watching this guy fueling and his helmet had a black pin strap. And that's not a 100% guarantee, but 99 times out of 100, an SA helmet will have a yellow chin strap and not a black. Generally, right. a black chin strap indicates a DOT or a motorcycle helmet. So I watched him during the pit stop. When they got done, I walked over and I said, hey, can I see your helmet? And he said, sure, no problem. And he handed it to me. And sure enough, it was a DOTM helmet. I explained to him why he needed an SA helmet. So my staff, I still expect them to look at the drivers and 
you know, visually check their gear as they see them walking around. We have found people going out pit out. Jackie has looked in the car and seen them wearing tasseled loafers, you know. <laughs> so I swear I'm not making that up. No, you're not. I'm not above making up a good story. I was in the military, but I swear <laughs> this one is true. Um, so, yeah, so my staff will still be spot checking. But for those of you that are doing doing the right thing and wearing your equipment properly, this will dramatically speed up the process. And it's cost savings to your club, too. Yeah, because the, the, the tannish, beige-ish color scheme on the helmet strap, is, is that's the color of, of the Nomex that they use to make it an SA helmet. Because motorcycle helmets don't have fire-retardant interiors, and a lot of mm -hmm. times the, what the helmet manufacturers choose to use for the fire-retardant interiors is that yellowish beigeish colored stuff. Um, so that's a good telltale sign. But you're right, probably not everybody does that, right? Right. There's like right. One... And that was part of the training that we got from the uh, the folks at Discovery uh, Discovery Parts. Ron's been very generous about coming every year and providing training to my staff on how to check the safety equipment. You know, visually, what's the difference between a carding suit and a driving suit, you know, gloves, even talking to us about fitment and, you know, how belts should be installed and that kind of stuff. And and he mentioned that as a, as a tell that he said, you know, there are a few helmet manufacturers out there that that doesn't apply to, but it's certainly a good visual indication. And if one of my staff sees somebody with a black chin strap, they're probably going to walk over and go, hey, can I check your helmet out? Yep. That's great. So, Dana, we had something we don't like doing happen this week we don't like to do that happened this week. Um, we canceled the race. Um, talked to Fred. I think it was yesterday. We talked on the phone again. Like we, we usually talk every couple of weeks, um, but we're not giving up on that track. No, no, this is not a walk away from a thing. In fact, I had a long conversation with Brian and um, Brian agreed. Brian actually was was right there with me. He's like, listen, I don't know what's going on this year, but for the interest of both of us, let's go ahead and drop this thing. So this wasn't a case of we canceled the race. This was a combined decision with us and the track that it was a, the best idea for both of us was to pull the plug on this thing. And I, I will full disclosure to the club members that are listening here. You know, I'm I'm at that that crossroads because I have said from the day I took over as the president that if we schedule a race to put it on, we will run it. You can count on us. There was a reputation in years way, way, way back in the dark ages of our organization where some decisions were made, not by me, not even by my predecessor, but by people who predated all of us, but decisions were made and races were canceled and people were kind of left in a bind. And to get away from that, I had said, we put on a race, we will run it. But I've also said that you guys are going to tell me with your registrations and your wallets what you really think and what you want. People talk to me all the time at tracks. We like this. We like that. This is good. We should do more of that. And that's great. I love to hear it. But ultimately, you're going to tell me seriously what you really want with your wallets and your registrations. And we had two cars signed up at Nelson, yeah. and one of them was a free entry. You know, So the economics of that say that... This is not going to work. You guys told me via that mechanism that that's, that that event this year was something you're just not interested in running. So we will talk to you guys more. I know there are people who are huge advocates for that track. I like that track. I like the people at the track. It's a great place. Um, so we will talk to the racers again and find out if it's date, if it's formatting, you know, what it is. And we will try to put on an event that you guys want and you'll come to next year. What's what's pretty crazy about that is that, you know, once you and I talked about it and it was we 
started pulling it off the schedule and stuff. And I've still got to redo the printed one for folks. But once we pulled it off the schedule, it got out on the net there. And people, I'm building a car. I've got a car. I just haven't signed up for it yet. And, you know, right. But the good thing is, Dana, guess what's going on in Ohio on September 9th and 10th? Oh, mid Ohio. <laughs> I, I feel like I should know this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's your, no, it's Chelsea's race. Sorry, you wouldn't know it's Chelsea's yeah, exactly. And, and let me let me tell you, I don't know if Chelsea is listening or watching, but but man, I I have absolute full complete confidence in Chelsea to the point where once we do the schedule and I list a race as her race, I just tune it out. And that's not to say that you know, I mean, no disrespect for the race or anything, but I I don't need to to ping in on anything. Once she says, okay, I'll work the race, I am done thinking about it. She has it. A hundred percent, and it always goes off wonderfully. So, yeah, no disrespect to the people who are oh. running in Ohio, but it's Chelsea's event, and you could not be in better hands. Well, that's right after Thompson, so that's that's when you go on vacation for like it looks like six months. Before oh yeah, the ice cream place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, great ice cream shop, and they've yes. got some kind of racetrack there too. I think. Yeah, good ice cream, but no, I think Gingerman has better ice cream. So, that's Chelsea's race, so sorry. So, <laughs> that's the one. You ever see that picture of Jimmy with that ice cream cone? It's a good foot tall. It's crazy. It's uh yeah, Gingerman has great, great ice cream shop there. It's always crowded though. Cool. But yeah, so Dana, we got we have a couple of races coming up. We got Hallett this week. You've got um or in two weeks. We have Watkins Glen a week later. I know Jimmy's going straight from Hallett out there. Um Watkins Glen, we're at currently at I think 2,454 entrants, not counting cars, 107. That was bad math. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, we're 107, but I've got I'm actually sitting here looking at two emails from teams that need me to help create their entries for them. So, well, you might want to help that guy with that Wiser Blitz Racing in his 2023 Porsche GT3 RS 992. <laughs> 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 I love that. <laughs> It's not, by the way, folks. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, that's going to be a big race. We got Visceral showing up with four, three cars, and uh, uh, looks like uh, Salins will have a few cars there. Team Honda is going to be back. Um, Simon says they're coming back as well. They're they're on a limited schedule this year, which is great to see. Yep. Our national champion Rockwell Autosports going to be there with the number one car. They've been saving this car for this race. Um, they didn't do any races with it earlier this year um, since Road Atlanta because they, they want to win this race bad. Um, open throttle showing up with four cars. Um, there are a lot of team cars this year. We've got M- MBM uh, motor, motor or MBM Performance with uh, four cars, um, MLC with two cars. It just goes on and on, man. Lots of teams. So l- let me ask a question because um, – you know, we wanted to get you guys out here to Willow Springs and get you guys west of that big, huge hill over there um, near 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 Denver. And uh, there was just not a lot of cars that were there last year when we did it. And I and I appreciate that completely. Does it make sense as an organization to to post the number you guys need to get a race on the air? to get a race to go because obviously you know when you when you go to a place when you when you book nelson that you got to have x number of cars to make it economically viable yeah you'd think that would, would that entice a more people? effective planner might know that but 
I honestly don't dig that deep into it. I kind of look at what the numbers were last year and I go, okay, as long as I get those numbers again, I guess I'm all right. So um, to answer your question, you're probably not wrong. And I should probably maybe do a little more homework on that. Um, But also part of it too is, we spent a whole show on this, this, but you know, Champ Car fundamentally at its base is, is centered on two things. The first is that every car is divided up, pointed, however you want to call it, to be able to run for the overall win. We, we recognize classes, but we are built around the overall win and, and the overall podium. Um, and there's, a, there's another mindset from some other clubs about running classes. And that's totally cool. There, there's no wrong way to slice the pie, um, but it can make it challenging for a team to go back and forth. And some teams have chosen that pathway, and that's that's totally cool. Um, the second thing is that Champ Car at its base is dead serious about cost control, right? And the perception of cost. And even though we go through this a lot, even with the board talking about various items, because people will propose things like performance related. I'll just throw something out there like clutch. We had a conversation about clutch just a couple of years ago. And some very high performance clutches can last longer. And yes, mathematically stretched out across a year may actually be less expensive for a team to run. But there is a perception from a new person walking through the paddock that, okay, well, I'd really like to get into this, but you start talking to them and, oh, I got to get this, you know, super duper clutch and I need to get this ultra lightweight this and I need to get a whole bunch of carbon fiber that. and like I've said, the threshold for me is I don't want the club to ever get to a place where the cars that are racing in it would be beyond my own ability to run in my own club. And honestly, we're we're tickling that now. When you look at some of the teams and what they're able to bring, I'm not sure I could feel the competitive car in the club that I work in. You know, So we really, really work hard to keep costs down. So if I can communicate with them and the racers who are you know, on the fence about us. I know they want to run cars with a lot of really, really fancy pieces and, and parts on them, and that's great. But for Champ Car, it is it is fundamentally about cost control, about the initial entry cost control. And oftentimes, all it requires for some of these teams to run with Champ Car is to just unbolt a couple of those items. You know, and I'm not talking about clutches and flywheels. I'm talking about a wing that with a couple of bolts you can pop it off your car. Right. You know, and and so I, I wish I wish some teams, I guess if I could put it out there, I wish some of these teams understood how really simple it is to come over and run an event with us. You know, heck, use it as a testing session, right? Put all the expensive extraneous bits on the car and run it in one club and then take them all off and come run with us. See how much difference the performance really is in your car. Right. And you might be surprised at whether or not you need some of those items. So but again, we could spend all day on that kind of stuff. But um, you're not wrong, Brian, that maybe posting the number of cars we need might help us because they, they could work among themselves to get it. Um, and maybe that's something we can look into. Bill, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, you know, especially if you're local to Nelson, you know, or, or to pick fill in the blank of the track here. And you know that you want to keep this track on the schedule because it's an easy track for me to get to. I don't have to do a long tow. I might not even need hotels to go to this racetrack. And you see that the numbers are really low and you might have been wondering maybe yes or no, because your car is not quite ready or whatever the, you know, whatever the reason might be. 
um, knowing that to keep the track going in on the schedule, I could just jump in for the weekend, maybe not spend a ton of money and get on there. I think that just as a, from my standpoint, that might, you know, it's, it's not such a big deal out here for me because we only have a couple of tracks and we, we go when we go. But when you're in the other side of this, the country where you guys race all the time on lots of different tracks, that could make a difference for somebody. Fred yeah. said we could all stay at his house, but he's got to check with his wife. And <laughs> in all seriousness, you, you mentioned a little bit there that, that kind of things on this. We do run a big, broad schedule, and there are a lot of tracks. And perhaps one of the things that was a, a factor with Nelson this year is that we added it to the schedule late. Yeah. Because we didn't settle on a date and we didn't settle on an arrangement for formatting with Nelson Ledges until we'd after until long after we'd already published our schedule. Don't forget, we published our schedule in like October, November of the year before, and we didn't put Nelson on the calendar until what go like February. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, a lot of teams had already looked downrange and projected their sure. racing schedule for 2023. And with that race being added to the calendar late, I think a lot of teams had already made their commitments and it just didn't allow right. them to do it. So that that's another thing for next year. You know, when we figure out what we're going to do, we'll get it on the schedule in time for people to be able to build their plans around it. Right, right. All right. What else is exciting? We've, we've got you here. I mean, it's like I've got my grips on you. I don't want to let you go here. Um, all right. Let's go a different direction. You know, wh- wh- what's been what's been something you wish didn't would be going a little bit differently at this point in time? How's that? Hmm. Hmm. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. One of my go tos all the time, and this is, you know, this really isn't a, a big hurt thing or anything, but I, I wish that more of the competitors would stick around at the end of the race and come to the award ceremony. And, oh. and I'm not talking about people who go out with breakage five hours into a 12 hour sure. race, I'm talking about the people who take the checkered flag. Um, from a sportsmanship camaraderie standpoint, um, I try as best I can to save awards. Um, we have the the guy um, Todd um, Todd Buras. Uh, he runs uh, he runs under the Krispy Kreme banner. He provides these M M&M and M candy jars that are filled with certificates for uh, free dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme, mm-hmm. and and he's adamant. He's like, I don't want these things to go as extras to the winners with our trophies. So I hand those things out to. You know, people's kids, people, anybody who comes to the award ceremony who's not there to get a prize or a trophy already. You know, um, we get certificates from the sponsors that we raffle or find creative ways to give away. I, I try to give reasons for people to come, but just from a camaraderie, you know, congratulate your your fellow competitor. I wish more people would stick around and come to the award ceremony just just to say congratulations to the winner. Just just carve ten minutes out at the end of the race and and come and. You know, and I try to make it worth your while. I try to get certificates and other other swag to give away to you. So that, that that's probably my first go to. That yeah. is one of the biggest things that has changed with our with our club. I mean, in the you know, you Dana, you've been there since the early days when I when you know when we were raced as well, and the awards uh, ceremony was packed. I mean, usually if we were in a room somewhere, you're you're like this in there, and they're handing out trophies, you're clapping for even if you didn't win one, you're clapping for somebody there and. And recently, it just hasn't been like that. It's been more of, okay, my race day is done. I'm going home. You know. Yeah, maybe so. that's, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you didn't do that kind of thing during the pandemic because you didn't want everybody, cl- you know, yeah. you know yeah. everybody in the same room yeah. together. Maybe folks got used to going right and starting to load up their, camper, their trailers and their campers to get out of Dodge. And, and, and after doing that for a couple of year and a half, they're like, oh, you know what? 
we get out of here a half hour sooner if we don't go to the victory ceremony. Yeah. One of the things we've tried to do at a few places, wherever it's practical, is instead of wrapping up impound and then saying, okay, everybody make your way over to another location for the award ceremony. Um, Cause even then you, you have a hard time getting the winners back because right. they're bolting tires on the cars and heading to the trailer um, where it's practical and where we're able to, we've tried to do the award ceremony right there at impound. As soon as the chief technical officer calls the race official and closes impound, we immediately start handing out the trophies and, and it can be a little bit of a, of a, of a challenge to get everybody's attention to get the noise down. Um, but at least you've got all the winners right there and anybody who's come to impound to view the winner's cars, hopefully is sticking around. So that's one thing we started doing a little bit different there just to, just to try and avoid that time. Cause like right. you say, you know, they're back at the trailer, they're loading up and heck for that matter, they could be all the way on the other side of, you know, the, you know, at Daytona, we do it right there at Victory Lane, which is in the blue garages. They could be all the way over in the sure. yellow garages, which literally is like over a quarter of a mile away. You know, so by doing it at impound, we're trying to catch more people and just trying to bring a little bit more of that camaraderie in. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. All in all, I, I've been on and watching. I've been part of a couple broadcasts. I've watched a bunch of them and uh, it, it looks like everyone's having a good time. Um, I, I see a lot of clean racing. Um, and, uh, you know, it, just like anything, you, every series had its moments here or there. But uh, I, I would suggest that uh, from my outside, mostly outsiders, I guess I'm not completely outside. I do a podcast every week. I feel like I'm a little more. All right. I'm not quite so outside. Wait, you literally called inside champ car. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. No, but it, it feels like the health of champ car you know, where we are, even with our economy being kind of crazy as it is right now, and it's cost a, a, a boatload to get back and forth to the racetrack, it still seems like the health of Champ Car is pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're in a good place. Um, and and the, partly that's because we got good members who continue to come and participate with us. And to be perfectly honest, myself and Chelsea have been taking a long, hard look at some of our expenses. We've actually brought in some software on the backside stuff that the racers aren't going to see but software we use on our side to help us keep better track of travel expenses and you know just ancillary stuff and whatnot so we've been working really hard to kind of you know trim the extraneous spending around the edges and um you know ultimately Ch chelsea and i've talked about this many times that every time we pay a bill every time we buy a ticket every time we go out to dinner and you know order meals in the back of our mind we're thinking all right if the entire champ car club was sitting here could i justify the expense i'm about to make to the club members and and if it's not a good expense with their money we don't do it so chelsea and i are trying to be just just razor on the margins about you know, being good stewards of the club's money. And, and that's helped a lot by, by giving the racers a better, a better event and trimming our expenses with their money on the other end. Um, the, the middle is that we're in a good position. Wait, marketing hasn't been given this instruction. You notice I didn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I, I pay a lot of attention on like the, the Facebook page and everything. And, and, uh, you know, obviously people complain about this or that, but, but the fun factor is something no one ever complains about. You know, uh, everyone always still talks about, we ask the people on here, we know we have them as guests. Why do you, why do you race in champ car when there's other places you could race? What makes your decision to drive towards champ car? 
and um the the quality of the way the events are run is usually the top of the list when people when i ask people that question you know and and that is a testament to you and chelsea and, and maybe to, to a smaller extent bill um about I just i'm, I'm just the eye candy of that car i'm just it's the eye candy. yes yes the, the i mean because ultimately at the race Nine times out of 10, when people are talking to a staff, a, a member of Champ Car, they're not talking to me or to Bill. They'll sometimes seek us out and chat with us, but nine, nine times out of 100, they're talking to Jackie, Catherine, Laura, Sue at registration. They're talking to Dave over in the garage. They're talking to Ray. They're talking to Andrew. They're talking to Thomas at Tech. They're talking to Jimmy and Andy who are out working pit lane and helping people with their, their transponders and their electronics equipment. You know, they're, they're talking to the staff member and, and, and bless them all. Our, our staff member are the people who put the face on champ car and out there. And I can't thank those people enough for what they do. And, and if Dana forgot anybody, it's Dana dot Morrison at champ. No, not strong at champ car. It's Bill dot strong. <laughs> now, now you call me. Let me go get the company logo up here. You know, <laughs> Anything else? Anything else you want to share with us before we let you go? No, nah, you know what? I'm going to let you guys chatter. I'm sure there's better stuff for you guys to talk about. Get your money's worth out of Bill. And uh, <laughs> thanks for including me here at the last minute. Thanks for making the, the last minute chance. It, it was perfect timing with the with the uh, helmet gear check sticker to, to roll that out. So thank you guys very much. I appreciate everything you do. And I'm going to bounce off. Have a great evening. All right. Thanks, sounds Dana. good. All right, Bill. I'm I, gonna... I swear I heard him say something about give Bill a pay raise. Didn't you hear that? I, I, I didn't hear that part at all. I did not hear that part at all. I think I heard it somewhere. I'm going to take a look at that. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, so so what do we got coming up now, Bill? (laughs) So, yeah, so basically, you know, we talked to Dana, which is great. Um... We have some races coming up, and uh, we talked about Nelson Ledges being canceled. Um, we had two entries for that. Uh, after that happened, we started getting a lot of entries elsewhere. So we're up to 28 at the uh, Oklahoma Grand Prix here in a couple of weeks. Watkins Glen is going back and forth between 107 and 110. Um, Dana said uh, he'll fit you in. Even if we hit the limit of 110, he'll fit you in somewhere. Um, auto bonds at 31. That's gone up a bit. Carolina Motorsports Park's pretty much stagnant. That's at 27, but I figure that'll go up, you know, once some of the other rate, once Watkins Glen's done, I think that'll go up. Uh, see, and Carolina Motorsports Park is where we're going to have the, uh, board of directors meeting, by the way. Okay. So yeah, I'll be doing that locally, um, through YouTube, through this channel. Um, and we'll be doing everything. Yeah, and it's all bandwidth dependent. I'm pretty certain we have enough to do the show from there without having to feed it to Polly and then back. So I'll just do it from there. Um, Sebring, uh, that's uh, growing, man. We're up to 50, 46 cars to that. So Ooh. that's getting up there. 
Uh, MSR Houston, that's picked up a couple. We're up to 10 cars for that one. We'd like to see more for Houston, guys. So uh, all you uh, um, Howlett folks, we'll be pushing that race there. That's at July 15th and 16th. And then also the uh, Harris Hill folks. When did you guys come to that one? I know you said that you wanted Coda, but we cannot do Coda right now. That's just way too much money. Um, <clears throat> High Plains, that's actually picking up. I know we've got a... We're up to 12 cars for that one. And historically, we've been around 15 to 20 cars for that track. So um, I know we had a couple of school teams that will be going. Utah, uh, one of the Utah teams that used to race with us uh, before last year out west, they're coming to that track with us. So um, I think they were one of the first teams to win um, a college race at Utah. Um, and then, of course, uh, the VIR 24. Yep. The Lifeline 24-Hour Classic, um, 26 cars now for that, and that'll pick up. We'll be closer, about 75 cars for that. Um, and then Genderman, that's a great track up in Michigan, South Haven, Michigan. Sure. Um, you know, we've got, got a few cars signed up for that one. That's an 8 plus 7, but there's a big break on the Sunday, I think a two-hour lunch um, that we have to do. And then, of course, since we canceled, the, you know, we're doing mid-Ohio, so if you're uh, in the Nelson Ledges area, just right up the road is Mid-Ohio. Um, that track, uh, pretty awesome track. Um, they will, uh, we have room for you there. So come on up, sign up for that race. Mid-Ohio. Um, and then back to Harris Hill, Texas in September. Um, that's a great track. And it looks like Battle Scarred signed up three cars for that track. Um, I don't want to say cherry pick because, you know, we do have a national championship going on, but take a look at these smaller races, man. You have a chance to pick up a lot of points for the national sure. championship going on. Um, you know, I used to get mad at my buddy for doing stuff like that, but it worked for him and he ended up going <laughs> on and being the regional champion. So, yep. yeah. So lots of racing still to go this year. Um, we race out till December 31st at Sebring way far away. And we have a ton of cars already signed up for that one. Actually, a few tons of cars because there's 10 cars signed up. Figure what? 2,000 pounds of car. Yeah, it's about uh, 10 ton. Yeah. 10 so, um, so, yeah, lots going on. Um, so, uh, of the next, let's say, three or four races, wh what are we going to get on Champ Car Live? So, we're doing Watkins Glen on Champ Car Live. Okay. Um, we've talked about doing Howlett in the past, but we kind of, um, I'm, I'm driving the little car out, so I can't take all the gear. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we'll have all the gear ready for Watkins Glen. Um, Autobahn, I don't know yet if we're going to do a show there. Um, I don't know. Uh, I have to talk to some folks, but I think there might be enough bandwidth to do a, because it's near Chicago, so, you know, it should have bandwidth, right? And it's pretty flat. Yeah. Cell phone towers everywhere. We'll see. So we might do a show at, at Autobahn. Um, it's supposed to be a pretty cool place. And, of course, we'll do Sebring. Yeah. Um, cool. And then, uh, Yeah. So we got... Those races coming up. Um, we got swag. We got shirts that will be selling for Watkins Glen. Um, you know, the event shirts. I've got hats. I've got patches. I've got some decals. Uh, we'll have some more stuff soon. Um, like Dana said, we have to really watch our money, you know, because we're a nonprofit. We yep. are a club, and we just can't go out there and spend money willy-nilly. So, um, yeah. So, I, 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 I'm going to guess... Um, you don't have a tech tip, right? I I have a pseudo tech tip. You, should we throw it in? Go for it. All right, here we go. Stand by.
This is why I don't disco dance anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> well, you know. So, so we we had a, a a weather thing happen this weekend. Yes, and um, we, we had uh, some of those awnings, those easy up awnings. That that I swear to God, if if you looked at what was weighting these things down, I would have said there's no way that this awning's going to move, and uh, they, they moved. <laughs> yes, we we learned a valuable lesson at Daytona a couple of years ago. Um, I didn't personally see it. Chelsea did from up in the tower. I was sent to do a job during the red flag. Right. But, uh, and, and then I took cover cause you know, <clears throat> it sounded pretty nasty yeah. out there. And, uh, she said that these easy ups were tied down with fuel jugs, with tires, yep. tied down to walls and they still blew up in the air. So, yep. um, so, so my, yeah. my, my tech tip is, you know, have a plan. You know, to be able to get your stuff covered up enough without the easy up, and you can leave the, the you can leave the frame up, and just take the awning part off really fast on an easy up. It can be done, um, and know and know how to do it because not only is it just you don't want to lose an easy up; they're not cheap. Um, yeah. But once those things start moving, you can hurt people with them. Yeah, and uh, it's just not worth it. So. Well- the one thing that always concerned me was, and you know, walking down up and down pit lane as a pit reporter, you saw a lot of electronics in these easy up tents, yep. TVs, laptops, computers, you know, video poker games. Yep. I don't know. They had a lot of stuff in there for you know, endurance <laughs> racing. And the, uh, you know, how do you get, how do you keep that stuff from, you know, not being hurt? Yeah. I mean, I've seen them mounted into the toolboxes, you know, where the guys have the video monitors and those. Sure. But there's guys that put them up on on yeah, the yeah. easy up themselves. So, um, so yeah, you got to be careful where you put your stuff, and that you can evacuate pretty quick. You yeah. know, when they say it's time to, uh, you know, some tracks like Daytona, it's in. You know, if the lightning's coming and it's there, they make you everybody take cover, and it can't. It's not underneath your easy up. It's in the garage as far away. They right. want everybody off pit lane. So now you've lost control of your gear. Right. So you know you got to be able to pack it up quick. Yeah, it could be a very so. expensive proposition if it doesn't work out the way you think it's going to work out. So. Yeah, because uh, you know, as you see your easy up, and then you're you're watching ESPN as it's flying exactly. along Car live sorry Champ Car live is your flying yeah. along so that's all so. I, I just a little public service announcement um, yeah sorry i wasn't prepared i i've been busy oh, no, no, no it's fine i put a nail through my foot that wasn't fun so i had to go get a tetanus today and yeah fun stuff i got you i got you, you know, so. so anyway i i just want to put that out there you know we all want everybody to 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 you know everybody who shows up on friday to go home on sunday in one piece and um and of course you know none of us are none of us are rich so we don't want to lose our stuff so yeah, yeah. Um, unless you're tim elliott he's pretty rich well yeah i guess there's that so <laughs> I, I he, drives could, I, VW, he drives a vw golf so you know he has money exactly farfik nugan <laughs> absolutely so all right so, my man. um where are you where are you racing or where are you going next man because you the secca has got their their show that you work on well, and... per- personally i'm done going um, I've, 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 um, uh, I have, th- there's three more of our super tours left. Uh, we've got Portland this weekend, then Watkins Glen, then the June sprints at road America. And, uh, I will be doing two of those Barmote, and, uh, I'm off for the Watkins Glen weekend. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm done traveling for the, for the, I mean, in, in the fall, I'll travel some more, 
Right. Um, but I'm uh, I'm staying home for the rest of them. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah I've I've been trying to think how can we do our show remotely too, but nobody's there to set it up. <laughs> well, so. uh, yeah, I mean, you'd have to take your your friendly neighborhood producer and host, uh, yeah. and have him come to the races. There and, you go. Uh, um, you know. Yeah, that just you know what? It's all budget, Bill. It's all budget. I know. Dana didn't say anything about Bill having a budget. That's right. Yeah, he also didn't say anything. Exactly, he didn't say anything about you having any budget. Any budget? <laughs> yeah, I have a budget. It's you know, and and like I said, folks, the uh, the swag we're getting, we want you to buy it because it just supports the swag and it goes right back in. And the more swag you buy, the more swag I'm going to be able to get. So, yep. um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully, I'm not buffering here because it said i'm buffering oh no <clears throat> but, I'm, I'm good here yeah so but yeah it's uh it'd be great we'll have stuff for you at the next race and hopefully i can keep it going so um that's about it really i don't really have anything else uh next week our you know we had i talked to fred yesterday i think it was yesterday fred at uh <laughs> some of the comments here are pretty funny um i've been uh talking to Fred recently and uh, we're going to have him on the show. We're going to talk about the track side of stuff, which I think sure. would be kind of cool. That'd be great. Um, Fred is the track manager at Nelson ledges and we have a long history with racing with those guys over there. So nice. he'll nice. be able to feed us some information on the track side, what they think of, of, you know, the, the state of racing yeah, possibly. So, Love it. um, and then, uh, talk to, uh, I talked to Tiffany. I had a good interview with Tiffany. We'll play at a later date. Um, we're trying to get some in the can so that when I can't do stuff or we can't get people on, we can have a pre-recorded show. So we're trying to get some of those in there. All right. And, uh, I've got a couple of guests that couldn't make it today. That's why we didn't have anybody, Um, but uh, we'll have them on at a later date. We had not only somebody, we had the big buddy. Oh yes. Mr. Morrison. (laughs) Uh, well, if you got to have a super a super uh, sub, uh, that's about a super sub as you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. I said, hey Chelsea, get on here. Come on, come here. She's you know she she no. Yeah. <laughs> Dana's going to be like the Bob Newhart of our show. Yeah. Oh, Dana. Yeah. Yes, I like it. Awesome. So it's actually cool when he comes on because we get, we get it from the. I don't want to say the horse's mouth because that's just wrong because yeah. Dana's not a horse, but you know what I mean. I do. I do. But, so, all right. How many minutes have we done? We well, we got Plenty. six minutes to waste, man. We don't have an to go to an show. hour. We don't have to. No, it's not an hour long show. It's as long as we decide it is. <laughs> and and we've done enough hour and fifteen minute shows that if we go fifty five minutes, yeah. it's not a problem, Bill. And I've been watching a lot of uh, the Dale Junior show and huh? a couple other podcasts just to see how they do stuff and. You know, we're getting close, man. We just need to have them big names on. Well, there you go. That's 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 all you. You know, you should be able to. You should have all these guys. I did not call Dana. I, I did not call Dana a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should get out of here before we get into trouble. There you go. Back to you. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. Did you like what you hear? Subscribe to the podcast and the video channel so you won't miss any episodes. If you would. Also, it'd be great if you'd share it on your social media channels. Comment on the Champ Car Facebook page. We have a new episode every week. He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Belansky. This is the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Champ Car Live. Have a great week, folks. <laughs>